It's so good to be here this evening among the people of God. I love to be among the people of God. And I'm speaking on a topic that you've heard so much about over the last several months. That is national health insurance. I am a Bahamian. I've lived in the Bahamas most of my life, except for, I would say, about seven years. And that's when I was in university, and I missed home a lot. So I'm well aware of the health system of the Bahamas. In fact, my second job in the Bahamas was as a junior physiotherapist at the Princess Margaret Hospital. One of the things I've also experienced is being a patient at the Princess Margaret Hospital, being a patient at the clinic, being a patient in the private sector. And as it relates to the public sector, one thing I found was as a patient, because the crowds were so heavy, Often you found that you had to wait long hours, and even after waiting so long, it became, it, all the services that you needed were not available. And even if you got service, you were given a prescription sometimes, and sometimes the prescriptions were not available. And then on top of that, if your Ill, illness was more serious, you were asked to get diagnostic tests. And you thought that because you are a public officer, all these services were free. That's not the case. You had to find the money to get the diagnostic services. If you wanted a mammogram, if you wanted an MRI, all of these services, and even many of the blood tests, all of many of these services were at a cost in the private sector. And so there were about 199,000 other Bahamians who find themselves in this situation. That is, they have no health insurance. You see, for a time, I had health insurance. But I used to say, they tied when we got a raise in the government. So if I got a raise this year, I would get a, this month, Next month, I would get a letter from the insurance company saying, your insurance has been increased. I would get a raise in two years. In January, in February, we would get another letter from the insurance company, your insurance has been increased. And after having gone through that for a while, you know, I said, every increase I get, the insurance company eats it up. So I dropped it. And once I dropped it, I had no insurance for a very long time, until I became a permanent secretary. And on becoming a permanent secretary, the government provided health insurance for permanent secretaries, which we were able to turn over on retirement. But like the other 199,000 Bahamians, I had no health insurance. And that is the difficulty that many of us find uh, found ourselves in even though we were employed 
gainfully in the public and the private sector. Because in the private sector, most companies only provide insurance for their top-line managers. The rank and file usually do not have insurance. And so, what is national health insurance? I would like to tell you that national health insurance is a very small part of a very big picture. The big picture is called universal health coverage. And so, the government of the Bahamas is introducing this national health insurance as a component of universal health coverage to ensure that all legal residents of the Bahamas, no matter your income, no matter your age, no matter your island of residence or current health status, can receive health care free of cost at the point of service. Cost for health care is paid for in full or in part by the government. And so that's what national health insurance is, where the government ensures that every legal residence gets insurance. As I told you before, there are more than 200,000 Bahamians who do not have health insurance. Health spending in the Bahamas has doubled, more than doubled, over the last 12 years. And when we look at it, we started, let's say, in, in 2001, we had public sector funding, then the private sector doubled, and then the out-of-pocket expenses doubled. And as it stands now, more than $700 million is spent between the public and the private sector and out-of-pocket expenses on health insurance. When we look at health spending in the Caribbean, we see that in Nicaragua, for example, they spend about $125 per capita. When we look at Belize, they spend about $262 per capita. Ecuador, $332 per capita. Costa Rica, $943 per capita. Barbados, or Trinidad and Tobago, we don't have the figures for that, but Barbados, we have $1,031 per capita. And Chile, we don't have the, the numbers, but look at the Bahamas. We spend about $2,133 per capita on health care. Now, anytime you put your money in a bank, the more you put in, the more interest you expect to receive. What we have found is that despite all that we spend, our health outcomes are lagging. Let's look at life expectancy. And no matter what we say, everyone wants to live for as long as they possibly could. And when we look at it, we see that in Nicaragua, where they only spend $125 per capita, their life expectancy is 74 years. When we look at Belize, it's 76.1. Mind you, they only spend $262. When we look at Ecuador, it's 75.6. When we look at Costa Rica, it's 79.3. In fact, it's the highest in the Caribbean. When we look at 
Barbados, it's 76.7. And when you look at the Bahamas, it is 75.5. What we are saying is that for the money we spend, we should get much better results. National health insurance is a global trend. And there are many countries, especially the large economies, where a large amount of their population is covered by national health insurance. When we look at France, for example, 95.07% of their population is covered. When we look at the Netherlands, it's about 88%. When we look at Israel, it's 80.3%. When we look at Belgium, it's 79.6%. And when we look at Slovenia and Canada, it's 87%. Korea, and all those who have just started, they're about halfway there. So we in the Bahamas, we are following a global trend. And the WHO has encouraged countries, especially those with better economies and even those with small economies, to accelerate the process for implementing national health insurance in their countries. So with only one-third of Bahamians having health insurance, the average Bahamian pays approximately $2,300 per year. And amongst those without health insurance, 32% have at some point needed medical treatment but did not seek help because they were worried about the cost. Our Prime Minister told us a story about a couple months ago. And he said that he went to the sports center to an event. And as he was about to enter, he saw a little girl outside. And obviously, she was suffering from shortness of breath or some kind of medical emergency. And so he started to talk to her. First, he went inside and got a doctor to come outside. And then he started to talk to her. And he said, have you seen a doctor for this problem? I can't remember the name of the problem. And she said, no, my mother says it's too expensive. And so while this young girl needed the care, she could not, her mother did not seek it because in her mind, she was not going to get the help because it was going to cost too much money. We must improve access and affordability and the quality of health care for our people to ensure health care for all. And so what are the values? NHI Bahamas is rooted in three overarching values that are at the heart of all planning and policy-making decisions regarding health care for Bahamians. And the three policies are modern. We must have a modern health system. We live too close to North America for anything else to cut it with the Bahamian people. We want just what we see on television. And so while we might not get exactly that, we want as close as possible. We want affordable health care. If because it's modern does not mean that it's not affordable. We want all of us to have access to the health care that is provided. What is the roadmap for towards national health insurance? The first roadmap is phase one, registration. How many of you have your NIB smart card? First thing is you need a smart card. We're not saying that that enrolls you. It means that we're going to use that to enroll you. So you need your NIB smart card. And if you don't have your smart card, I entreat you to go and get it now. Then phase two is enrollment. 
When the time comes, we will ask you to choose your primary care physician and we will ask you to choose your insurer. I will explain a little about that. And then phase three is the rollout of the primary health care services. Phase four is the select catastrophic coverage and phase five is the complete rollout. So right now we're at phase one and we're getting ready for phase two. Let me tell you something about the um, enrollment. Because we're stuck with national health insurance, one of the principles by which we operate is called plurality. That means the public and the private sector, we hope will be involved in the provision of services. The public and the private insurers will be involved in providing insurance for our population. And so when you enroll, we're asking you, who do you wish to have as your insurer? Do you want company ABC, company DEF, company HIJ, company LMN? Which of those companies would you like? Or would you choose what we call the public insurer, which is called Bahamacare? There's going to be one difference between the public and the private insurer, and that is if you, if you want to get supplementary insurance, our vital benefit package is covering a wide array of services, and I will tell you where to find that. And, but there are some services like eye care that it will not cover, and dental care for adults that it would not cover. But if you wish to buy supplementary insurance to provide that, then you need to get that from a private insurer. And what we're recommending is that the same insurer that you get your supplementary insurance from is the same insurer that you should use for your NHI insurer. The government insurer will not offer you supplementary insurance. And so it makes, it provides an administrative challenge for us to have one person with so many insurers. So we prefer you to have one insurer that covers all of your care. And we are encouraging our physicians to enroll to provide services in both the public and the private sector. And you're going to be asked to choose your primary care provider. So what are you going to get? You're going to get your medical treatment. You're going to get your prescription. You're going to get your diagnosis. And of course, at the end of the day, we hope that you are satisfied and pleased with this service. In the initial phases of coverage, I said, um, this care will include what is provided to you by your family doctor. If you've got a headache, a leg ache, a back ache, you don't just run to a specialist because you don't know what's wrong. So the first thing you do is you go to a primary care provider. That primary care provider sends you for diagnosis, and then you come back, they give you the results, and they say you need to see specialist A, specialist B, or they don't tell you which specialist to see. You say which specialist you want to see, but they will tell you you need a throat specialist, maybe a back specialist, maybe a specialist for um, woman, a woman's um, problem, whatever it is, they will recommend that this is what you need. And so your primary care provider is at the front line and they will coordinate all of the health services that you need. Also included in primary care is promotion helping people to improve their overall health and well-being. 
by promoting healthy behaviors and creating supportive environments for people to increase control over their health. And some examples of this are counseling for women who breastfeed, uh, monitoring and promoting nutrition and education and hygiene amongst children and young adults. And as we speak, we are working with the Ministry of Education so that in September, we will start a very strong health promotion plan with the schools. We have a saying in, health, in, in, in the National Health Secretariat, we call it health in all policies. We believe you cannot enjoy life unless you have good health. And so we would like every policy to look and see every law, every policy of the government to ensure that it has done all it could, it could to ensure that there are health issues that are being addressed. Agriculture with our foods, we have to have health in that policy. We must have health in Ministry of Works policy in terms of building sidewalks and bicycle paths and ensuring that we keep our the, the, the overgrown paths um, cleaned up so that we are not victims of violence because you should be aware that violence and trauma is a major issue in terms of health. Awareness initiatives to inform Bahamians about the benefits of using healthcare services for appropriate reasons. Some people, if we can get you to know exactly when to go to the, I mean, you can go whenever you feel like, but there's you know, sometimes people go only because they, I have an ache, but I have this. But sometimes there are things that you can do to help yourself. And so we want to educate you as to what's the best things to do. As it relates to prevention, healthcare measures can be taken to prevent illness and diseases to the best position persons for a healthy, that best position persons for a healthy future. This also in includes early screening for disease. Let me tell you, we have the highest rate of diabetes in the region and fourth in the world. The highest in the region and fourth in the world. It costs us over $80,000 for dialysis treatment per year for a patient. We can pay $8,000 to keep that person off dialysis. If we can get those, if we first provide the service that it will encourage them to go and see a physician before it becomes catastrophic. And so those are some of the things that we're doing further. There are reproductive issues, screening for cancers and our mammograms women and our prostate grants men. We should be able to do this. And you would have heard just recently that the PMH has just signed a contract to acquire an MRI machine. Now that is critical because we do not have that in the public sector. And so now those persons who could not afford it, they don't have the money to do so, they would be able to get those services at the Princess Margaret Hospital. Further, women between 16 and 25 should be screened at least once every three years for cancer screening. Do you know that our rate of coverage for women between 16 and 25 is only 40%? That means 60% do not get their screening. And when they do go to the physician, 
They might have stage two, stage three, stage four. It might just be too late. So what is being, what is being done is that strategies are being put in place to help you, to pro help to prevent you from having these diseases. Of course, you know about vaccines and for the children and immunizations for years. In fact, we have an extremely strong record in terms of immunizations for vaccine-preventable diseases, and we would like that to be kept up. And so all these things are being done. Care. Medical services um, to maintain and improve health, including the treatment of common conditions. This is all in primary care. Care. Um, so your, your prescription medications, your newborn care. Let me tell you, about 22 per 1,000 babies die every in, in the Bahamas. That is extremely high. The only Caribbean country that's more than us is Haiti. And it ain't much higher than we are. And we spend a tremendous amount of money for health care. And our new, 22 out of 1,000 of our newborn babies are dying every single, I wouldn't say every year because it's not per year, it's 22 per 1,000. That's a horrible record. And as far as I know, we've been trying to change that for a long time. But if you've ever gone to the maternity ward, if you've ever gone to the clinics and you need an ultrasound and they tell you you have to go to the private sector and you don't have the money, most likely you won't go. If you're pregnant for the first time, you know first-time pregnancies are high risk. Then there's teenage pregnancies and those are high risk. And so what we're trying to do is to put things in place to ensure that you have access to the services that you need. Of course, there's treatment of minor illnesses and wound repair. Health system strengthening, as I said, will cater to making the services you need available and accessible. One of the situations we have now is that if you've got the money, that you, even though we only have the one major hospital, and of course the government has just built a new critical care block, you will find that the same physician who works in the public sector and the private sector, the one physician, would give their private patients priority over their public patients. Because most of the time, the public patient either scrapping to pay or ain't paid at all, and they need to have the surgery. And so that's inequity. So we really need equitable access, not just access, equitable access to services. Thus you would be able to get the service when you need it. What is being done in terms of health system strengthening? It's a whole lot of stuff. You heard this press conference. They're going to be, the government is getting 25 new ambulances. These ambulances will be throughout the Bahamas at the various clinics. So when you call an ambulance, it shouldn't take so long. We're getting the MRI machine. We're getting two scanners. One would be more high powered than the other. These are things that are being done to make services that were no that were not previously available in the public sector available. Of course, the government is spending, um, I think, some 14, 15 million dollars to provide a maternal child health unit. The Rand Memorial Hospital is being um, replaced, and that is all of these things are ongoing to ensure that we have equitable access. There's going to be additional improvements in the supply chain management better medical technology and training of medical staff. We must have better management. You know, and let's admit it, we waste a lot of money. And Dr. Benevy has said it, and it's true. We've wasted about $100 million over the last, um, per year, when we look at our budget. But 
what is happening is that we're looking at the management and strengthening it and ensure that we have efficiency in our system and we would have less waste. And this is why we have plurality. The public sector, the private sector, and the governance will be where the, the clinics and the hospital will have one governance structure. You won't be able to go to PHA and then the clinics, and when you go from the clinics to the PMH, they can't, you don't have the same records or they can't find the records because the two never talk to each other. There's going to be one system, one record, there's going to be telemedicine, and so that in the family of islands, we would, the family island physicians would be able to talk to the Nassau physician versus telemedicine. Registration has begun, and when the primary care begins, all Bahamians, all Bahamians will have access to these services. There is no contribution. No contribution for primary health care. Full benefits will be included in NHI once the program is fully implemented. You have a role to play. What is your role? Get your smart card. It is available to all at local NIB locations. I see there are a number of persons in here who may be um, retired or close to retirement, and I'm retired and I'm rehired, but let me tell you, having, being able to have insurance, I was talking this afternoon to a young lady at my church, and I was waiting to come here. And she said to me, I said, Are you, she said, I don't work. I said, okay. I said, but you don't have insurance. She said, I said, don't your husband have insurance? And her husband worked for one of the utility companies. She said, no. When I retired, when he retired, they charged him $800 a month for the insurance. And after a few years, they sent him a letter saying it's now $1,500 a month to cover his family. And he said, it's time to trust God because we can't pay this. So the point is, when you get to the point where there will be no exclusion based on age, there will be no dropping you from the insurance plan. There is no cap in terms of, oh, you have, this has cost you a million dollars already, then it's time for you to be dropped. None of that. You can have a pre-existing disease. That does not render you ineligible. These are the benefits of national health insurance that's available to every Bahamian and every legal resident of the Bahamas. I encourage you to get your card, to get your care. That is the beginning of national health insurance um, process, implementation process. If you have questions, you can go to www.nhibahamas.gov.bs. You have the presentation already. We have our own Facebook account, and let me tell you, the legislation was released yesterday. Anyone who read the legislation? www.nhibahamas.gov.bs. I encourage you to read it. And if you have questions concerning it, Send your question. Read it in the privacy of your own home or whatever, whenever you have some private time. Read it and try to understand it because there's a lot in it and I believe that you would like some of what's in it and you might have questions. I have some questions and so that I will be sending to the legal team and asking them why is this or why is that. So we want to encourage you to do the same. We're not asking you here this evening to, dis to agree. We're asking you to critically think about what we are saying to you. We believe that there are 200,000 Bahamians who need it, and we, the government of the Bahamas has pledged to provide it.
So I'd like to thank you for your attention. And um, if I'd like to say is that we, want a, we all want a healthier Bahamas. And good health is among the most basic requirements of personal happiness, economic productivity, and societal well-being. And a high-performing healthcare system is an important means to these ends. But we understand that good health is about more than just health care. And improving the health of Bahamians is a long-standing national priority. Building a healthier Bahamas is the unwavering commitment of this government. Building a healthier Bahamas is worth so much more than financial sustainability and high quality patient outcomes. It means an indispensable ingredient to building a stronger and a better Bahamas. Thank you.